0: all right it's uh, finally happening uh this is the playing the field podcast episode i think this is 22 uh Aren't we my have, kids asleep I, I hope so
1: me it's, too it's,
0: it's like one thirty. yeah it's late i haven't checked on them it's late on a, on a saturday morning uh we were supposed to do this yesterday and it just didn't happen there's been uh, a lot of preparation going into this there is no sports going on. We are in the uh we're in the Corona basement again and uh it's been it's been an interesting week. We uh we're both out of jobs and <laughs> Well,
1: like I mean like
0: a lot of people probably, right? Uh, a lot of people in the service industry, there's plenty of people working from home. Most of my friends still have jobs. In the
1: service industry is out of the job. Yeah. So uh, it's been interesting. But a lot of other people are working from home, so. It's okay. But there's also a lot of other people that are considered essential workers during this time that probably don't want to be at work. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. props to those people. That sucks for you guys. But
0: Respect to the workers at Jewel, yeah. the
1: truck drivers, all those people out there
0: making sure we have things that we need uh, during these crazy times. Uh, NFL free agency has kept us entertained over the last week. Uh, What else has kept you entertained over the last week? What what have you been doing? Because we really haven't hung out much over the last week or so. And the last time we did this, the NBA had just gotten canceled. We found out. We talked about the NCAA tournament on the last show, which (laughs) I think they canceled the next day or shortly after we did the
1: podcast. Yeah, we were talking about how... That hopefully was it was going to get played podcast yeah. cuz it was like right all the shit was going down. Yeah, it was like um the old shockwave roller coaster kind of at uh, uh, Six Flags Great America. I don't think it's there anymore, but like it took forever to get to the top and it was like creaking you know, slow to get to the top and that was like right when before you kind of went down. That was the last episode, but so yeah, what's kept me entertained is um not much of anything. To be honest with you, I think like a lot of other people, I've been uh, losing some sleep. And No, seriously. I mean, like uh, my sleep schedule's all fucked up. Excuse me. Sorry, Uncle Bob. I I, I got two minutes in there before the first F-bomb. So this one, uh, Uncle Bob, I'm going to make a conscious effort to not swear the rest of the episode. Curse less. I already said shit, so. I'm looking for good feedback. Or I'm looking for... For any feedback. You know... (laughs) some constructive criticism I, and I'm gonna take it so uh sorry about that one but yeah you know everything's different now and
0: uh it's definitely different this is a crazy schedules time the
1: different uh the kids are home uh the wife is home everyone's around each other constantly so it's kind of people getting used to each other but you're social
0: mean, distancing in a small space <laughs> uh
1: yeah social distancing
0: yeah um so what have you been doing to keep yourself entertained? You see anything good? You've been watching anything good?
1: Honestly I watch I've been alternating between uh you know, googling coronavirus <laughs> uh keeping myself informed. I'm pressing the speaker button on the Comcast remote and I say Fox News <laughs> or I say uh ANE and uh, usually, uh, so you sounds like you've been
0: alternating between the first forty eight and uh, And <laughs> live PD, <clears throat> excuse me, live PD,
1: and Fox News. Mm, yeah, and honestly, like, I really can't say anything more than other than like looking at the occasional horse race. There's the Florida Derby coming up tomorrow. Oh, so somehow, that's part of the reason this is this somehow, podcast has
0: been so long in the making. We have been. Uh, John has been like Charlie Day in the Venn diagram meme, going over the Florida Derby for hours and hours <laughs> over the last uh, year.
1: Like, Let me tell
0: you what's going on here.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Maybe. So we're gonna get to that. We're gonna we're, we're gonna talk some uh, other stuff too. But the Florida Derby, we're gonna have it ready for you guys tomorrow. When you listen to this, it'll be several hours before the Derby goes off and. You will be prepped and ready to go because uh, Saturday,
1: March 28th. Yeah,
0: which is today, and and they will be ready for all to go. those
1: people who are fiending to get a, a bet in uh, or
0: any sporting event whatsoever that's live that has meaning. They will have one tomorrow yeah, in the Florida Derby
1: or or gamble. Uh, I think what What's gambling? Are, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Somehow. Gulfstream Park in Florida has been able to keep running Corona, races. Coronavirus-free. Horses don't get no, coronavirus-free, coronavirus as we found out <laughs> actually about 45 minutes ago. Hey,
0: I said the horses are coronavirus-free. I didn't say the jockeys are uh, coronavirus-free.
1: Yeah, one of the jockeys that on a horse that I liked actually tested positive for COVID-19. But before we
0: get to that, all right, no real race. quick, what uh, you, you've been telling me about uh, this is for the people in quarantine, what was the movie you just watched that you couldn't stop talking about? Um, what was the movie you
1: just watched? What, what are we talking about? What movie? What movie? The one you just told me about. Oh. Uh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, brain cell loss, right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called the Hunt. The Hunt. That thank and, you. Uh, I forgot about. I forgot what it was. I'm not called sure too. who the lead actress is, but she's I'm pulling uh, it up right now pretty hot and that well, might be an understatement and uh, uh, she's a total badass in the movie I think the movies the, the idea of the movie has been made a few times but they do a really really good job and you're entertained for like the fucking whole hour god damn it I just swore again I'm sorry Uncle Bob anyways so Uncle Bob uh <laughs> That's two, man. I think I owe you 50 cents. What is it, like a quarter <laughs> in the jar? A the Swear jar? A, uh, F, the F word? So
0: uh, the stars are Betty Gilpin, Hillary, Betty S- Gilpin.
1: Hil- Hillary
0: Swank, Ike Baron Holtz, and Wayne Duvall are the. And Ethan Supley, who is uh, many of you know as Billy Bob from uh, Varsity Blues, the big fat offensive lineman. Billy Bob from Varsity Blues. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, in the, okay, He is yeah, yeah. also in the hunt realize, According yeah. to the credits
1: No that's No he's definitely in there So but uh, Go definitely on Definitely action packed um, Gory um, In very non-traditional script So y- You definitely If you I think it's on Netflix But Is it really? Alright If you're uh, bored let's... And you have an hour and 40 minutes The hunt I'm sure you do Or maybe you don't But either way Check it out It's definitely worth a watch entertaining I just watched a movie
0: that was mind-blowingly entertaining and I thought very very good called oakja which is about a new form of meat that a company creates uh, and it's uh it's very entertaining very good movie the guy that made um, the guy that made a uh, parasite uh, I his name is boon something uh, I believe he's a Korean writer and director but the movie's awesome. The CGI is great. It's uh, a very, very good movie. Check it out, and uh, definitely worth a watch. So
1: Sean's been talking about it for like the last fucking. Okja. Excuse me. There's <laughs> another. There's another quarter in the jar. I can't Ocha! drink during the podcast. Three up bombs in the first twelve minutes. It's been seven
0: forty-five. Actually.
1: Sorry, Uncle. Freak out. Seven forty-five.
0: Sorry. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, but Oakjaw is definitely worth the watch also if you have HBO now and you've never seen uh, these two movies I will recommend these if you have HBO they're available on HBO now right uh, at this moment Prisoners with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, and Shutter Island both are fantastic movies if you've never seen either of them I highly recommend you check both of them out Uh, just watched Prisoners for the first time in a very very long time hadn't seen it in forever so it was like kind of like seeing it for the first time. Um, really, really good. If you've never seen it, check it out. And then uh, Shutter Island. So we've given you four films to watch during your corona quarantine, your COVID quarantine, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so we will jump from these movies now. We will jump to The Bears, an NFL free agency, and we are ushering in a new quarterback in, by the name of Nick Foles, traded... Our compensatory 140th pick in the fourth round for Nick Foles and his now, I believe, 21 million dollar contract. That's going to be a, a new new thing for the Bears this season, and uh, there are some people you that mean think
1: a new thing by uh fucking having an actual quarterback. I mean, it is Nick Foles, and you're hoping to catch lightning in a bottle, but. <laughs> I mean, you. Literally I did say earlier, it a is a very It,
0: it is a very Kenny Williams move. It's a very hey, let's sign this mid-level free agent slash trade for him, and we'll see what happens. And uh, maybe we can catch lightning in a bottle and win the 05 World Series with Jermaine Die. But uh, it's a very Jermaine dye ask move. Maybe. I mean, we, I'd rather have Gardner Minshew. I would too, but maybe we can get that twenty-seven and uh, twenty-seven touchdowns and two interceptions, six foals. I doubt it. But you Brad Biggs...
1: How about there's no way... The no way. Fucking Brad Biggs of the happening. Chicago Tribune... The fourth ep, is that the fourth... Is that the F-bomb counter? Is there one? That's you fourth.
0: You actually said it twice in the last like minute. You didn't even realize it because we started talking about the Bears and Nick Foles, and you uh, literally said You literally said it. I think you said it twice in that moment. Can um, we just
1: edit this out so Uncle Bob doesn't hear all the swear words?
0: Uh, we can at some point. Um but uh, Brad Biggs, who covers the Bears, I think it's, uh, let me make sure I have this right. Yeah, Brad Biggs, who covers the Bears for the Chicago Tribune. Uh, this is an article from one of my technically co-workers, Eric Lambert at Sports Mockery, uh, was quoting Brad Biggs in one of his other articles. But uh, Brad Biggs, who's been covering the Bears for years, says the Bears didn't give up on the 120th pick in the draft uh, and. and or give up the 120th pick in the draft and guarantee more than $20 to Foles to have his arrival spark a fire under Mitch Trubisky. The Bears don't have time during the season to determine if things are going to suddenly click for Trubisky. If they struggle offensively from the start and find themselves behind a month into the season, that creates an uphill climb. No matter how the team frames an offseason or training camp competition for the job, I firmly believe Foles will emerge as Nagy's guy before the opener. So, Brad Biggs has been covering this team for a while, Definitely believes that Foles will be the starter to uh, start this season, which I personally would much rather see that to start the season than Trubisky and then going to Foles afterwards. Um, Who said this? Brad Biggs.
1: Who the fuck is Brad Biggs? Brad
0: Biggs is he's a writer for the Chicago Tribune. He's been covering the Bears for a very long time for the Chicago Tribune.
1: All right, well, I'm sorry, Brad Biggs, to rain on your parade and your credibility, <laughs> but you sound like you're pretty credible, obviously, so... But... I have a really hard time believing that Nick Foles will be starting game one for the Bears. I
0: mean, he does have familiarity with uh, with this style yeah, of offense. he's an
1: insurance plan for but, the GM. That's exactly what he is. But you, you, you're going to give Mitch the fucking rock, excuse me, Uncle Bob, the first, at least first two to three games of the season.
0: There's no way. I'm not saying There's he's no way. I'm not saying he's right or wrong. I don't care
1: what Biggs or Briggs or Bliggs or whatever the <laughs> hell his name is is saying. Mitch is gonna be starting the first couple games.
0: I'm I mean, not saying he's right or wrong. I'm just saying that uh I, I do Ryan I would rather Pace, I would rather like see his, Foles uh, start know. the season. Personally. That's right. Well Pace, everyone I
1: would rather see <laughs> it's not about what everyone would rather have, because everyone would rather have Nick Foles start. Season. It's Are about, you sure about that?
0: Are you sure about that? There's still people out there that think Trubisky is, is, is still might be able to get it done, which blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. But I'm just.
1: Well, you we're know, we're just everyone's talking here. entitled to their opinion. which is fine. But I'm telling you, most. But they're idiots. They did... No, I didn't say that. But I know. I think if you ask the majority of Bears fans, they would rather have Nick Foles. But I'm telling you that he's not going to be starting the first season, or the first game of the season. Ryan Pace wants Mitch in there. He's going to say, you know what? Let's give him three or four games. Let's, you know, he might turn into uh
0: More importantly, we still need to figure out the offensive line. And I think hopefully that's something they address in the draft. I've looked at different mock drafts. I've seen them say that we might be going after a tight end. We might be going after a wide receiver with our second round uh, pick and uh, our early third or whatever it is, or our two second round picks. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. I apologize for that. That's bad. Um, but we need definitely to address the offensive line because if we don't, it doesn't matter who we have back there. The offensive line was terrible last year. And uh, if you've heard Kyle Long talk, on, and he's been doing a lot of guest spots on radio he has talked about how bad the offensive line played last year. He's like, we were terrible, and that was a huge part of the problem. And when you hear a guy that obviously played for the team and knows how bad they played, uh, that tells you. Really, Kyle only, Long said that? Yeah, Kyle Long said they were terrible last we year. Own no, and and he knows that his you know he's he's taken a look in the mirror, and a lot of respect to Kyle Long for saying, "I'm done. My body is cashed out. I've got to retire." He's retired already. I mean. So, you know, nobody thought he'd only play whatever it was, seven seasons in the NFL, I think. Um, but
1: at least he had that uh, shining moment where he showed his long dawn.
0: <laughs> well, that's, uh, you know Nick Foles has one of the most famous nicknames in the NFL, right?
1: Nick Foles is hung too?
0: Uh, his, He's called BD, BDN. What does that mean? <laughs> BD Nick. Rhymes with Nick. Get out of here. Yeah. That's his nickname Where'd you hear this Google it
1: Big Dick Nick I'm supposed to Google this <laughs> Google
0: Nick Foles Big Dick Nick If you've never heard this Yeah Google it
1: I'm, How big are we talking dude?
0: I don't know But Kyle Long even tweeted To Tariq Cohen because Shut
1: up Tariq Cohen was the
0: one That said oh, I was on Instagram You can look it up Dude Look it up But he basically told Tariq Cohen to be careful In the locker room Now that Nick Foles Is on the team <laughs> <laughs> Yeah yeah. Oh so, shit. Yeah. Good for Nick. We, Big dick Nick. We have BD BDN in the in the clubhouse now. Uh but that's his All his right. nickname.
1: Well, dude, maybe they should have there should be like a dick off. They should bring Scotty Pippen in. And Nick we're Fools. not talking about this on No, we've already started talking about the dick off. <laughs> Scotty Pippen is supposed to have a legendary penis. I, supposed to.
0: It's... From everything I mean, I've heard, it's it's the truth. It's not even a question. Scotty Pippen is a legend, both in his lack of tipping and his excessive <laughs> excessive amount of of penile fortitude.
1: All right. Well, anyways, so, but seriously, that's hilarious. That yeah. That. BDN. I mean, it's 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 sad that we're more excited about the potential size of the quarterback's donger. Then, than, the, uh, then the play, than the potential of his play, the yeah.
0: potential of his <laughs> play. Now, here's what I will say: the Bears did sign Robert Quinn, which is awesome. Uh, I think they is, is that like the stunt
1: cock for uh... no <laughs> stunt cock,
0: oh. <laughs> the stunt cock. <laughs> Great movie, uh, but they did sign Robert Quinn, which I think is uh, I think is a good signing. I think it's going to be one of those signings that we regret. A couple of years. Maybe not regret. Uh, that's the wrong word. But I think it's one of those signings that could cause some cap issues for us later. Uh, I think he's got $30 million guaranteed. I have Are we to,
1: talking about Rudy Gobert still? No, we're talking about
0: Robert Quinn. <laughs> but Rudy Gobert just came up on the TV screen. so that's why, No, he did not. Did he really? That's why Brother John got... Yeah, he was just up there. That's Rudy why. Gobert. Rudy <laughs> Gobert. Uh, but... I, I think Robert Quinn can be very helpful. I believe he had eleven and a half sacks last year. Uh he's a freak athlete. You don't get the nickname the Mighty Quinn for no is he from reason. The Rams? From the Rams, went to oh, yeah. Dolphins, then Dallas.
1: Hold on, wait, wait, wait. He's
0: he's from the Rams. How old hold, is he? He's uh he's twenty nine.
1: Why is he getting shipped around if he's so good? Uh, you have a bad attitude?
0: N- no. Sounds not, like
1: you might have a bad attitude.
0: I'm not exactly sure I don't why. Players
1: with bad attitude.
0: He had 11 and a half sacks last season, and people in Dallas are very pissed off that they let Robert Quinn get away. They're very upset about it. Uh, I think playing on the opposite side of Khalil Mack because I think so. Now we got we have Khalil Mack on the right Robert end Quinn and, and and Khalil Mack, and they're going to be on the about, opposite side.
1: What about Hicks?
0: Akeem Hicks, when healthy, yes, should be there, and we'll still have Trevathan as Wait, a lineman. Is not healthy yet? Did you see the dislocation of his elbow no, last but year? It's
1: been like fucking a year. I'm now. just saying,
0: we got to make sure he's healthy. All right, well, you so just said the f word again. By the way, I'm just That's, all right, out.
1: that's all right. That's all right.
0: Uh, but you anyways, at least we're gonna have we're gonna have serious stud defensive and line. Olin Cruz is quoted in the article saying, basically, uh, I believe it came out today or yesterday. Uh, His comment regarding our now defensive front seven uh, that we have compiled for the Bears was holy crap Basically saying as an offensive lineman. I would be scared as hell to play against that front seven. So that's a great sign, but uh,
1: Dude, Olin Kruz is a scary-looking dude. He's well and he
0: was a great offensive lineman. He knows what he's talking about Um, so our defensive line should be awesome the defense should be back this year we still need an offensive line. We still need solid quarterback play, and we still need to stay committed to the run. That stuff's all going to have to be handled in the draft. We made what I think is a, a poor signing. You could have gotten e- Eric Ebron at tight end position at the tight end position for uh, twelve million dollars, and instead you signed Jimmy Graham for whatever it was twenty million dollars, um, and. I think we all know that Jimmy Graham at 33 and what he's shown the last several seasons uh, is not worth the contract. Russell Wilson
1: can't get you the ball. (laughs) That's a very good point. Mitch Trubisky is definitely. That's a very good point. So the fact that they spent that much money on a fucking not to mention
0: Russ, not to mention Russ, but Aaron Rodgers after that, he went from Seattle to Green Bay. Oh, that's true. Yeah.
1: There's (laughs) donuts up there. Grab a donut. (laughs) Get yourself some water or whatever. Get to sleep, okay? It's late. Love you.
0: Uh, so uh, he's getting, what is it, $9 million guaranteed from the Bears. Uh, he'll earn a base salary of $6.9 million in 2021 uh, and can be released with a $3 million cap hit the following season. And uh, he's very, very good, or was very, very good. And and Jimmy Graham's very excited about coming to Chicago. He has said uh, he That's thinks – Because
1: he likes the BDN? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, he said he thinks he's going, he he thinks he's still a matchup nightmare for teams. That's basically what he's quoted as saying. And uh, we'll see about that, but definitely think it was uh, kind of a waste of money. Uh, and you wasted money on Trey Burton. Uh, he's pretty much done for. And you got Adam Shaheen, who's worthless. And there's still people talking about the Bears drafting a tight end. Uh, now in, in this upcoming draft. I would rather see them spend uh, time and, and money on the offensive line uh, uh, aside from the tight end and uh, more on you know guard or tackle. But we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm excited about Robert Quinn. Um, and I, I don't think the Bears have had a bad offseason. Uh, I think we've improved. And hopefully we improve more through the draft. And maybe even... I wouldn't be opposed to them drafting somebody like Jalen Hurts. I think uh, there's potential there, but carrying three quarterbacks in today's NFL is not something you see very often. So uh, we, we kind of see what, what happens with all that. And just so uh, we can go around this real quick, I did want to bring this up.
1: Um, Are we still talking about the Bears?
0: We're going to talk. I'm almost re- asleep. No, you're not going to be because we're going to talk real quick just to inform our Maybe now seventeen listeners. What's been going on around the NFC that's Central? That's being generous, bro. That is being generous, but you know, I've gotten messages from other people saying they're listening, so I'm intrigued. Yeah,
1: I heard a couple two tree things. A couple two tree
0: of them. So, uh real quick, the Lions uh, have lost the Nick. Lions. W- the Lions have, have signed Nick <laughs> Williams. We're going around the NFC Central. That's <laughs> the idea here. <laughs> oh, is that the second? That's that's the idea here. Oh, all right, second. they've signed Jesmin Trufant. They've signed. Former Bears backup quarterback Chase Daniel is now signed to the Lions. Uh, (laughs) They signed Nick. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Signed Nick Williams, uh, and then they traded Darius Slay, and they got like four picks back for for Darius Slay. So not a bad trade there. Um, And then if we go, no, Darius Slay is the cornerback. He went to Philly. He went to the Eagles. So. Um that's a, that's and
1: th- that's a nice pickup for them,
0: huh? That is a nice pickup for the Eagles, definitely. Uh widely considered widely considered one of the best cornerbacks, if not uh top three, I think, in the NFL. I think that's a pretty fair statement that there's a consensus there that Darius Slay is a top three corner in the NFL. Oh yeah,
1: for sure. Jigalaga
0: Dundee. Jigalaga Dundee. And then uh the Packers have added Devin Funches. Uh Devin And they added Devin Funches. They have let Brian Delaga, who's been a great tackle, but very injury-prone on that offensive line the last couple of seasons.
1: Let me ask you a really quick question. Mm, go for it. I hope I have, have, have a really Brian quick answer. Belaga's name. Do you ever think about that song, Baby Beluga?
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because I do, for some reason. Wow. Well, why wouldn't you? I mean, ba- Belaga
0: and Beluga—they're very, very similar. <laughs> Anyways. So uh, yeah, they—they uh, lost Brian Belaga and Blake Martinez and Jimmy Graham. Um, so. And then finally, now the Vikings, this is crazy to me. When you look at who the Vikings have lost, they basically let their whole well, defense go. They right? let, but not
1: only that, they let their whole
0: defense go.
1: Well, their defense was like 45. Their defense
0: is getting older, but their defense was still strong. But they've let basically their whole defense go. Xavier Rhodes, Everson Griffin, Trey, Trey Waynes. It's crazy. Uh, Linville Joseph, Andrew Dejo They have let so many guys go. Uh, and then in the Diggs trade, uh, that is—the Diggs went to Buffalo, and I think they got four picks back. And I'm sorry, I misspoke earlier. Um, in the Darius Slay trade, they got a third and a fifth-round pick for Darius Slay. It was the Stefan Diggs trade where Buffalo got—Buffalo uh, sent four draft picks to Minnesota for— uh, for Stephon Diggs. So that's just a quick hit of some of the things that have gone around in the NFC uh, Central. So we might see the Vikings have a a rather...
1: Maybe you're going to see a resurgence from Stephon Diggs now that he's back on the East Coast where he's from. I mean, fuck. Yeah, he played in Maryland, right? He played in uh, Maryland? It's got to be tough playing in Minneapolis. I mean, especially being from the East Coast. Over 10 touchdown receptions, Stephon Diggs coming back to the East Coast. That's what I was trying to get at here. A little gambling Angle for you. Hashtag fantasy team. Um, yeah. So right. at,
0: Speaking of gambling, let's get to it. Because I, I I'm to get a beer first. So I'm gonna I'll tell you
1: the intro here.
0: <laughs> All right, you run up and get a beer, I'll keep it going down here.
1: Did you want anything?
0: I'll take a bush light. That'd be fantastic.
1: What about you, Rudy? Did you want anything?
0: <laughs> Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get on up there, be somebody. <laughs> Give me a beverage. For the last, I can't even tell you, I don't know, maybe four to five hours and a couple of hours the night before, which is why we didn't record the podcast the night before, uh, there are no sporting events going on, but the Florida Derby is going on, and it's uh, it starts today. What's the post time for the Florida Derby, John? I think Central, 5.30 Central. 530, 5.30 Central Time. It is the last race. It is race 14 at Gulfstream Park. That is today at 5.30 p.m. To our listeners. Uh, 5.36 Central. 5.36 Central Time. To our listeners, Brother John has been studying and studying and studying and studying and studying. Oh, no, I took a peek. No, you've been Quick studying. a peek. Uh, He has been studying the past performances, and if you're unfamiliar to horse racing, basically a past performance is a sheet of what the horses have done in their last five to ten races, depending on the program that you're looking at. Uh, The Florida Derby is a precursor to the Kentucky Derby, which um, will now be the first Saturday in September. Uh, And uh, it would be awesome if it was the same weekend as NFL kickoff, but it will actually fall. It'll fall one weekend short of NFL kickoff.
1: Kentucky Derby. Yeah,
0: the uh, Kentucky Derby will be the 5th uh, of September, and the NFL kickoff is September
1: 10th on that Thursday. Uh, so- Sean did have a good idea with regards to the Kentucky Derby and the <laughs> NFL season. Um, I think we were talking about how coronavirus was uh, delaying or canceling all these major sporting events, and it'd be, how cool it would be that... Like, if we just got all caught up at once. (laughs) You said everything in one one weekend. For instance, like, the Super Bowl is happening, let's say, like, in Dallas at their stadium. And, like, during halftime, uh, the Kentucky Derby would be run around (laughs) the actual uh, football field. Like, you could just put the dirt course in there uh, and run the Kentucky Derby at halftime. I mean, no one wants to see that halftime show anyway, so... I mean, I'm at, like you're talking about taking one of the the two biggest gambling days of the entire year and putting them on the same, same day. It'd be amazing. In the same four hour span. And you know if there's any owner that
0: would be like, hell yeah, I'm totally in. Let's for that, do it and be Jerry Jones. He'd be like yes, we're gonna have the Kentucky Derby at AT and T Stadium. It's gonna be amazing, and the Cowboys <laughs> are gonna win the Super Bowl and my horse is gonna win the Kentucky Derby. It's gonna be awesome. You know he'd be in for that. He'd be all about it. His uh, ego, God. he'd be in on every second of that. So, real quick, why is the Florida Derby important regarding it as a precursor, even though the the the, the Kentucky Derby is no longer the first Saturday in May? Why is the Florida Derby uh, an important race
1: coming up to the Kentucky Derby? Well, since they changed the Kentucky Derby... Uh, To like a point system to get into the Derby, the Florida Derby has always been um, probably the biggest precursor race before the Derby because it's just about a month or a month and a week before, so it's like a perfect time for uh, a three-year-olds to get a nice bounce back after four or five weeks from a race and be ready to go for the Derby. It's also a two-turn race, uh, mile and an eighth, so it's a little further than most of the the races that most of the three-year-olds have probably been running so far. So it's a, an, also a nice test to see if your horse is going to be able to, to get that extra. And you thermal. said it is a
0: two-turn race, just like the Derby is a two-turn race. Sure. yeah. Correct?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's uh, Always Dreaming. You look at, uh, I believe she came out of the five post in 2016. Don't quote me on that, but definitely a Florida Derby winner that I actually threw out for some dumb reason. I'll never, ever throw out a Florida Derby winner after that ever again. <laughs> you got Maximum Security last year who wired the Florida Derby and everyone thought it was suspect because the fractions were slow and there wasn't really many other horses in the race, but he actually came back, I think, from his first race since the Derby in, uh...
0: We just watched this. Saudi we just, Arabia? Yeah, it was the, uh... A $20 the Saudi million Cup. Dollar purse... He won $10 million for winning that
1: race. It was fucking crazy. God damn it, Uncle Bob. I'm sorry. Now you're saying GD. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm dropping up bombs. Either way, a crazy race um, out in the desert. It was a crazy uh, race. Maxim Security had never actually been off the lead in his life, and he actually stalked the pace. He made like two moves down the stretch and won. But either way, a $20 million purse, so crazy race, but... The first ever Saudi Arabia Derby, is that what it's called? I believe it's
0: called the Saudi Cup is what they were calling it. Yeah, I didn't even know it existed. We just kind of stumbled upon it, or I stumbled upon it. Two girls, one Saudi Cup. Yeah, one Saudi Cup. So the Florida Derby is tomorrow at roughly 5.30, and uh, Brother John has been diving deep into this race to give you everything that you need to know. Ball's deep. uh, (laughs) Yes, Very deep. Very, very, very deep. Uh, Everything that you need to know about this race. So uh, for all our, you know, 15, 20 listeners, whatever, all our sports fans out there, there's no sports going on. Tomorrow you have the Florida Derby. This is something to entertain you for a brief period of time. If you're looking to gamble on a live event, this is the thing you want to gamble on tomorrow. And uh, we're going to Actually,
1: there's a, there's a, there's a whole beautiful card at Gulfstream. Tomorrow. <laughs> there is, there's 14 so, races tomorrow at Gulfstream. Yeah, but 14 races you, at you Gulfstream. You don't want to blow your
0: nut. You don't want to you want to save your 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 Sean you want to save your nut for the 14th race. Uncle Donnie's sending you a check. Yeah, I know. Uncle Donnie's so, going to help you out here. So
1: Uncle Donnie's sending you a check, so you should play the whole card at Gulfstream tomorrow because <laughs> what else have you been gambling on? You've been looking for something to gamble on. Here it is. You got a full card at Gulfstream. Oak Lawn's probably going. Who knows what else in the South is going? The South somehow gets away with <laughs> running their horses still. So take advantage before they cancel, because Santa Anita out in California just canceled today. Um, Woodbine canceled earlier. All the a yeah, lot you of don't have a lot of are, chances left. People, a lot of so tracks are canceled. Get dude, tame the beast and, um,
0: and uh, make some plays. So, you've you've looked at all the horses. You've looked at uh, a lot of previous races from the horses. We've done... Did you
1: take my PPs, you bitch? I have them over here. What the fuck is that? They're right here. Where's my paper?
0: (laughs) They're right here. So, my question to you first... So, how do you see this race uh, playing out pace-wise? Like, where do you see... What do you see going on? Uh, Pace-wise... Yeah, because what what type of race do you see it being? I know that's something you've talked to me about, is you like to try and figure out, you know, uh, how is this race going to play out? Mm. What's going to happen?
1: Well, you have one of the happy favorites coming out of the outside post, Ette Indian. He's actually coming out of the second outside post, but I think everything kind of depends on him. And um, real
0: quick, folks, the two major favorites in this race are going to be the uh, what seven. is now going to be the eleven, right, and the seven, the or what, I'm sorry, the twelve. Change. I apologize, the twelve and the seven. Correct.
1: Tis the law. Tis seven. the law
0: is going to be the seven horse, uh, and Ette Indian is going to be your twelve horse.
1: Correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, those are the horses. Those, those are, are going to be your two
0: prohibitive favorites in this race. But go on.
1: So yeah, the the pace setup's going to be. Um, it's, I think it's going to be a little bit fast because uh, it's a short journey to the first turn at Gulfstream, and so uh, it's a big deal. Uh, you don't want to get caught in the back if you're a horse that likes to be up front near the lead because in a lot of cases, um, if you're a horse that needs the lead or at least needs to be close to the lead, if you don't make... The lead, or if you're not within a few lengths at the first turn, then the race is pretty much over for a lot of those horses. So it's a big deal, and I think that you're going to see the 12 Atay Indian, uh, who's shown great early speed and the ability to to get uh, to get the rail before you get to the first turn. He'll probably get up there, and then you have horses like um, you have horses like Soros and horses Soros, Soros is the late scratch, remember. Oh, horse. Okay, Soros is scratched. So, yes. my apologies. Yeah. Uh, but you also have horses like. It's been uh, a long day.
0: You're, you, you've been a long day of diving into this race. You're fine.
1: Um, my first Grammy. You have horses like. Uh, Independence Hall. No, I was thinking more horses that, that have been running six furlongs. They're more sprinting horses like Shivery, who have. Obviously, these, yeah, sprint, right. these sprint horses are going to have early speed, so. I think with the sprint horses um, that are going to a two turn race, uh, they're going to be up there competing for the the early spots too. So I think you're going to see a good early pace. So um, if that's what you're asking about the yes, yeah, how's setup, that? How's it going to play out? And
0: how does that how does that factor into kind of what you've decided is going to happen as we get to your your uh your pick here because we're going to get to that for sure
1: well in a big race like this you want to avoid traffic so if you can get up near the lead um on the first turn without being too wide then i think you're going to have a good chance and typically speaking closers don't fare well in this race um so and that's part of the
0: reason you like ete indian is because if you watch what was that what's the name of that race that he he just won he won eight and a half. The Fountain lengths. of Youth, yeah, he just. The Fountain of Youth grades the Grade Three stakes is the previous race that this horse ran, and if you go, and this was at Gulfstream.
1: Yeah, at Gulfstream Park.
0: If you go back in and February. you watch this race in February, he comes out of the eleven hole and he gets straight to the front. It's very impressive, uh, and he wires that race. So. Um, that's the type of thing that he's talking about as far as getting out in front. And Ette Indian, who a lot of people are, you know, probably going to have as either the first or second betting favorite, uh, along with uh, Tis the Law, you're going to see uh, these two horses probably go to the
1: front, is what you're saying. No, Tis the Law is going to be a little bit off the pace. If My I, apologies. If I, I, I mean, based on his last few races, but that's not going to matter. Um, Tis the Law is, uh, let's see, he's going to be, this is his fifth race. He's had three races on a fast track. He's won all of them by an average of over three and a half lengths. He got third in his only race on an off track on the slop at Churchill back in November. Um, This is definitely the horse to beat, but here's the thing. I don't don't think he's raced in in an 11-horse field before, so... You know, when you're a horse that likes to race a little bit off the lead, there's always traffic trouble that you could deal with. And uh, in a race like this, when every horse, the horses aren't separated by very much, there's a lot of good horses, I think, you know, a trip can make or break the race for you. So I think even though Tis the Law is the, and should be the heavy, the the not the heavy favorite, but definitely the favorite, um, I don't think he's not unbeatable. So I think there's a few horses that you could spot here that maybe if you pay attention to the board and if they're getting bet, I think you need to pay attention because obviously somebody knows something that we don't. But When you say
0: pay attention, now for people who aren't super familiar with horse racing, you're
1: talking about watching the odds drop, essentially? I'm talking about, yeah, when about 20 minutes before the race, uh, whether you get on your ExpressBet account or your TVG account, um, you know because you can't go to the uh, OTBs now. So if you want to bet this race, people ExpressBet.com, TVG.com. It's as easy as that. Very I don't, good, ha- I don't even have point. to tell you anything else. Very good point.
0: So um, <laughs> I didn't, we did not think about mentioning that earlier. So good point. Yeah, you can't go to the
1: OTB to bet this race. Right. So you're going to have to get on ExpressBet or TVG, but that's easy. Uh, as long as you got a bank account, debit card, you're good to go. Um, okay, so where were we? So, I mean, we could talk about this for hours, guys. But um, real quick, I just want to give you guys a bet that maybe, you know, if you grab a friend or two, um, it's a 50-cent base trifecta bet that's going to actually cost you $108. I know it seems like a lot, <laughs> but no, seriously. It's just you
0: get... a 50-cent base bet, but it's going to cost no, you $108. Okay, bucks. so you get two
1: guys. And it's fifty-four bucks a piece. <laughs> you know, and obviously there's no guarantees here, but you know I'm taking a stab at it. So he's taking
0: more than a stab. I'll tell you that. He's okay, been, so he's if, been handicapping hard for hours and if hours. If you were to
1: go up to the OTB window, you would say, "All right, I need a fifty-cent trifecta, part wheel, two, three, seven, nine, ten, twelve. With the two, three, five, seven, nine, ten, twelve, with the two, three, five, seven, nine, ten, twelve, thirteen. That's fucked up. Creepy shit. The, uh, <laughs> the garage door the just garage opened. Garage door just opened. Uh, not sure if there's a ghost coming in here. Maybe that's a sign
0: by itself. <laughs> Seriously. <clears throat> so yeah, that's the ghost that, likes the, the two, three, ten, twelve. That's a hundred and eight
1: dollar bet. 23791012 with 235791012 with 23579101213 in the third spot. So that's a $108 bet on a 50 cent trifecta. Now, if you're not willing to go that heavy and you're not willing to go for the big payday, which is uh, <clears throat> always fun to do, especially if you probably haven't gambled in a few weeks because there ain't been shit on, $108 ain't shit for you. So. Let's stop pretending like we haven't <laughs> lost that before in a day. Um, but if you don't want to go that heavy, there's about... Outside of the seven-horse, Tisdala and the 12 Ette Indian, who, you know, could be beatable. So there's three horses I think that you want to key in on and look at the board and see if people are betting. So if, if let's say, the horse is 20-1 to on the morning line and... 20 minutes before the race, he's sitting at 22 to 1 or 25 to 1 or 18 to 1. He's sitting around his odds. Then that's something you need to pay attention to in a race like this. So the number two, Chivalry, he's actually a sprinter. Um, he has raced at Gulfstream his whole career. Um, the last race, he finished second, lost by a neck. Uh, he had an awkward start in that race. Again, it's a six-furlong race, a one-turn race, um, However, he did carry 122 pounds in that race. His average winning distance for his uh, his grandfather on his mom's side is seven and a, half, <laughs> a 7.7. That's a
0: deep dive right there.
1: 7.7 furlongs. So, I mean, I don't think the distance, the so, pedigree, so let me, pedigree says
0: let me, let me, he let might me get up. the distance. So, yeah, I mean, he's got the pedigree where he can it. second try a
1: two-turn it. race. His only other try was back in September as a two-year-old. Before he broke his maiden. So I think that you could throw that race out altogether. And I don't think this is one to discount. He's also taking the blinkers off in this race. Uh, because I think that his <clears throat> his connection saw in his last race that uh, once he noticed that the horse was ahead of him in, in the stretch, that he fucking dug in. Sorry, Uncle Bob. And uh, <laughs> he really dug in. And he really ran a nice race. Uh, and... And even though you thought he was done, he saw the horse in front of him dug in. You know, so you like to see that horse that like wants to win a race. You know what I mean? Like he's competitive. He's like, he's, damn it, I'm not gonna let this. He's horse got be that me. drive. Right. Yeah, he's got that it factor. So this might be the horse. He's a thirty to one morning line, but I could see this. Horse. And which horse
0: is this again? Shivery, uh, the number two. Who also has the uh, Secretariat blood in him? Correct.
1: Definitely Secretariat blood. You and know.
0: we're saying that you go very far back to their uh, their bloodlines, which is crazy. They keep all
1: that on horses. So The great-great-grandmother on his mother's side is... His mother was a mudda. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of secretariat and a lot of horses. But either way, a horse to keep an eye on. Number two, Chivalry. All right, let's keep moving here. Um Look
0: at him. Look at this guy go. Look Bear at him go. For a
1: second. Okay, so this is definitely a horse you want to keep an eye on. Um, one of my dad's favorite jockeys, Gary Howard. Shout out to Gary Howard if you're listening. Um, hopefully, you paid back your son those IOUs from the track 20 years ago when I played with you at Old Oak. But uh, this jockey, the number three horse, uh, you, you got Tyler on aboard here. So, so it's definitely something you want to pay attention to. Uh, Graded stakes trainer uh, Joseph Safi. I think that's how you say his name. Anyways, twenty three graded stakes races. He's won over a quarter of them and finished in the money fifty two percent of the time. This is a horse that's very lightly raced. Three ho- only three races. He's had he's had a one a two turn race at Gulfstream two races back, uh, and fifty thousand dollar allowance optional claiming race. He won by five for long or er, uh, five lengths. They brought him back at seven furlongs, which is an odd distance. So he's had a month, um, you know, some question marks, but good early speed. Can he get? Can he get the distance? Maybe. Tyler Gaffleyon doesn't get a bad mount though, so definitely at twenty to one, jockey is going to save some ground uh, with the with the rail post. Definitely a horse you don't want. to Part have of my out. birthday
0: Exacta two three.
1: Yeah, birthday Exacta. Sean's birthday Exacta two three. Two three. Two, three. It'd be a dollar exact a box. It would cost you two, two bucks. dollars. Two, two three. Exact, and if it box, comes in,
0: if it comes in, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a nice party.
1: Did the cat take a shit down here? It smells like shit, dude. That's uh, terrible. It Probably did. That's awful.
0: And that's what cats do. They shit inside.
1: Okay, so um, uh, is so Soros scratched?
0: Soros is scratched. Number as
1: five, Governor Morris, eight to one.
0: Now, one thing you had mentioned, I have this written down in my notes. Uh, Because there are some people that do like Governor Morris to win this race.
1: Yeah, definitely Johnny V aboard with uh, Todd Pletcher training. Uh, You can't discount that connection.
0: You said he's raising four pounds.
1: Yeah, he raced at 118. um, His last race, so he's going up in in weight. However, two races. You said he's never raced at GP. Never raced at Gulfstream Park, and And I think. Go on. I can't. I can't. Come up with the exact stat, but over half of the winners in the last like 10 years have raced at Gulfstream, have raced the GP. But in you did last, say in their last race,
0: yes. Uh, so he raced a 90k maiden race and won by nine lengths.
1: And oh, yeah, his, his, his first race was a 90 maiden right? special weight at Saratoga in the slot five and a half furlongs. So he won by nine lengths uh uh-huh. very impressive
0: and then you said he he took he, second so, to max, max field, field
1: who was considered a super horse by many but he did lose so, by five lengths and this is back in october so and he's coming off a with big layoff. this That's is two-year-old just, race.
0: this is one of those horses that you're just struggling to decide if it's you play the upside or you play the downside
1: right i didn't play him to win i put him in the second and third spot so i mean someone you can't discount but Um, So,
0: if you're looking to, if if a horse like this, what do you think a horse like, uh, like, Governor Morris might go off at tomorrow? If we're, if we're, if the listeners are looking to play just maybe one guy to win, that's more. Five or six to one. Five or six to one. If Governor,
1: if Governor Morris is above eight to one, I wouldn't play him to win tomorrow.
0: Okay. That's interesting. That's good to know.
1: Yeah. I mean,. Trust me, the connections know if he's that good, they're going to have some money on him. Um but it's also a good idea to wait till about 5 or 4 or 5 minutes before post time to see when the late money's coming in because you know, you could tell a lot by a lot of late money coming in. The late in money time. is the
0: smart money, is that what you're is that what you're saying? Oh, most definitely. The late money is the smart money.
1: Typically you know typically the late the the late big money is the smart money
0: <laughs> there you go the late big money is the smart money okay. that's a better way to put it what do you see as like you're looking we're looking at things let's just say it's uh, you know you, you got to pick let's i know you you, you are, we already gave out your uh your your big bet but you got to let's say pick five horses to finish in the top three. What are you looking at? Just just five to finish in the top three. More specifically, I mean, you're not leaving out the favorites, right? You have Tis no, the Law, and you have... You
1: don't want to leave out the seven and the 12? The
0: seven and the 12, are. if you're betting exotics, you're keeping them in there.
1: Um, Correct. Gun to my head. Gun to my head, the five horses? Yeah, four three, or Three, seven, horses. nine, ten, twelve.
0: Three, seven, nine, ten, twelve. So... That's the type of thing we're looking at here.
1: Uh, However, really quickly, <laughs> um, I don't want to leave out um, the nine Independence Hall, who finished a very close second uh, in the Sam Davis. And we Sol recently Volante. and we recently
0: found out lost a shoe in that race.
1: Exactly. <laughs> okay, so Sol Volante looks like a serious contender on the Derby Trail. In the Sam Davis at... Uh, Tampa Bay in February more than a serious hall.
0: contender he is a he is a derby an early derby favorite correct Sol volante the horse that
1: I wouldn't say he's a favorite he 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 finished at 22 to 1 in the last derby future pool which is something you can't ignore, ignore for sure um but either way independence hall the nine horse um joe rosario jockey i don't think you could leave him out of any first second or third Definitely a horse that uh, could improve off his last performance, so don't leave him out. And what is his morning line? Um, I think he's nine to two. Okay, and then. Uh, so definitely one of one of the the lower priced horses, but definitely a major player in this race. Carried one hundred twenty two pounds in his last race. He's carried one hundred twenty three pounds the race before, in which he won by four lengths. So. Everyone's carrying 122 here, but not everyone's carried 122 before. Really quick, last, the Candy Tycoon, the number 10 horse, <laughs> Javier Castellano, supposed to be on board. Unfortunately, a recent Came uh, down with COVID-19. Was in last 24 hours. Exactly, Sean. He did test positive for COVID-19. So throwing him out, and rumor on the streets through Hank Goldberg at CBS Sports is that uh, Julian... Laperoux is going to get the uh, the ride. Dad, did you hear that? Julian Laperoux, the ten horse candy tycoon, he got shut out at the rail uh, along the first turn in his in his most previous race, the Fountain of Youth. Um, he finished eight lengths back to Ette Indian, but definitely didn't run his race. Um, he likes to be up front near the lead, and I think that's something he might be able to dictate a little bit more from the outside post and not getting squeezed. So definitely watch the board for Candy Tycoon. Todd Pletcher training. Uh, you're probably not getting 20 to 1 morning line, but don't leave them out of the exotics. So there you go, people. All right. So that's
0: uh, <laughs> Brother John has been working very, very, very hard regarding the Florida Derby. And uh, that's what he has for you. So if you're looking for something to bet tomorrow, that's what uh, that's what you're looking at. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, he, he, got <laughs> he got his rocks off there. Got his rocks off on Going that one. A
1: 16 hour bender here. <laughs> <laughs> that guy was paper mache. <laughs> you got to make strong moves. Got to make strong moves.
0: Uh, so yes, uh, I w- we do hope you enjoyed that. I, we know it was a little long winded, but uh, he worked very hard handicapping that race. Uh, so hopefully, whether you decide to make his full bet or you decide to make uh, a, a partial bet, hopefully you got information uh, that you want to pick and pull from that that uh, gives you some value and some uh, some you know strong confidence going to uh, going to the betting window there. Definitely so,
1: watch the board though. I want to say this, man. The two horse is uh, definitely a question mark. Can that's dis. Is that dis jockey? Is that
0: disc jockey? Two no, horse, that's
1: not disc jockey. Definitely keep an eye on disc jockey, but the two horse chivalry. Oh, might be a big fucking bomber. He's... two,
0: two, three disc jockey is like that's like your long shot exact to play, correct? Your two, three.
1: I mean, if, uh, if there's a big long shot, really big long shot in the race that might hit the board, I think it's that two horse taking the blinkers off two turns. You never know, man. Um,
0: so yes, the two, three, uh. Is an exact long shot. So if my birthday comes in tomorrow, you're uh, you're gonna make some money. And then uh, for the most part, though, obviously you watch if you go back and watch the races that we watched, it definitely looks like Tiz the Law and uh, and uh, Ette Indian are the horses to beat in terms of just uh, dominance and pure speed. They seem to dominate uh, everybody else in this field so far. And it is a race for three-year-olds, so you don't know how uh, things are going to change as they move forward. Correct here. There's definitely yeah. A... I mean,
1: three-year-olds are rapidly improving. I mean, it, month to month, they could definitely make strides. Um, not crazy, crazy big strides, I don't think. But if you get a horse coming off big layoffs, um, as a three-year-old who haven't raced in a few months, those are definitely ones that you can't. Can't ignore, and you have to just, watch. like I said, watch the board. Look for clues. If people are betting them, maybe you you got to throw them in your anyway. exotic plays or maybe take a fly on a win bet, win play show bet on one of these long. Follow the money. Horses. Follow the money. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's
0: it's been a long time coming as far as uh, scouting this Florida Derby. And uh, we watched some racing.
1: That's the only goddamn thing that's going it's, on. So yeah,
0: and you you worked very hard. And been, I appreciate that. This is that the that second and, and time and I've hopefully...
1: watched Cam Newton doing like chest down. <laughs> and hopefully,
0: uh, hopefully, the listeners have uh, uh, appreciated the hard work you put into scouting this Florida Derby. I hope so. So uh,
1: I hope I fucking make some money for you guys out there.
0: It's uh, it's it's been a long episode, and we haven't uh, we haven't been out. Uh, we haven't you know been together and recorded one in a while
1: so uh we hope you enjoyed it and yeah, Bob, I really hope you did too and uh <laughs> we appreciate listening, man. Uh um, We do appreciate all the listeners. I heard listening. you uh you know you like to maybe turn us on on your walk sometimes so maybe if you're stuck in your garage walking around pacing back and forth for any apparent reason, you might want to put us on and listen. <laughs> <laughs> Here you could freak out. Uh, <laughs> so
0: real quick, this is it again, just to give it out. If you want to get crazy, uh, it's two three seven nine ten twelve slash slash two three five seven nine ten twelve
1: in the second spot.
0: In the second spot, slash meaning we're going to the third spot now. Two three five seven nine ten twelve thirteen. He wrote, he you wrote you. You
1: gotta it. put that alternate entry in the third spot, he <laughs> might hit the board. I mean they had two scratches. Either go way, it's a hundred and eight dollar bet.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and disagree with you. there.
1: Get a couple, four, five, 17, 19 friends. So, the- all right, real
0: quick before we go, if if you were to hit a try at hundred and let's say it was a you know the try at one hundred and eight, which is what it you would mean cost you. Fifty cent trifecta. Fifty cent the 50 try. Fifty cent trifecta. But let's in a say race the, of this caliber. The lowest, the lowest payout. What would you get? You think? Uh, and this is from somebody I would consider a horse racing, uh, nearly a uh, nearly a horse racing expert. I would put a
1: lot of money on you, even if mostly favorites came in. The fifty cent try paying uh, at least one hundred fifty to two hundred dollars. So you're definitely going to make money if it So if if, if if you bet one hundred and eight,
0: be- it would you'd still make forty fifty bucks, but. Obviously, the hope is that something comes in more like uh, maybe two seven or three seven, you know, three seven twelve, something of that nature. If it comes in three seven twelve, then you're looking at the two favorites in second and third. And I'm actually you're, you're... looking
1: for more along the lines of something like two nine ten. Are you <laughs> fucking serious? Like while we're talking about it, two nine ten. You're looking at about seven or eight thousand dollars <laughs> at the minimum. So, like, I mean there's some bomb I mean this is horse racing you know bombs going to happen horses could fucking knock into each other coming out of the the gate and they're out of the race you know like this is horse racing a lot could happen here so there's definitely money to be made and there's definitely there's huge payouts in horse racing but i mean you got uncle donnie sending you your stimulus check so you might as well shoot it shoot it Shoot it. That's what this episode should be called. Shoot it. Shoot it. All right. That's that's what I'll name (laughs) it. We got the name. That's for you, Dad. Shoot it. Shoot it. And Gary Howard.
0: Shoot it. Uh, And we're sorry to all the golfers out there that the golf course is closed again. Speaking of our dad.
1: (laughs) Dad shot 77 this morning. Walked. uh, I don't know where he walked, but he shot 77. He walked the
0: mini golf course he built in front of his place.
1: (laughs) I don't know what you guys know about taking to shoot 77 as a 60-year-old. (laughs) <laughs> Fucking dude who survived stage four cancer. <laughs> yeah, but, right? Props to you, Dad. Get uh,
0: absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that's going to do it, though, for the Playing the Field podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, we hope that you enjoy the Florida Derby. It is the only really live thing going tomorrow. I'm sure Eddie Olchek will be uh, on top of it for the Chicago uh, sports fans and Blackhawks fans. Uh, talking about it tomorrow, he'll probably be on the broadcast on NBC Sports Um, so put it on if you got nothing to do, which normally it's Saturday, you've got stuff to do, but you don't because it's COVID-19, uh, quarantine situation. So, uh, watch the races, have some fun, uh, don't lose your house while you're betting it and just enjoy yourself. So we appreciate everybody listening. Uh, and we hope you enjoyed this one. We know it's a long one, but, uh, like I said, John worked very hard to, handicapped this race we watched uh, a lot of races last night and it's been a lot of fun putting it together uh so thanks everybody for listening this has been the playing the field podcast episode i think 22 you can follow me on twitter at uh at sean s-e-a-n-p-t-f and uh we're gonna try and uh keep this going here for you so thanks for listening everybody have a great weekend and be safe and wash your hands <laughs>